Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, it's been a while. It's been so long. I forgot I had a podcast. <laughs> it's I, been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Since I have recorded a podcast with my friends. It's been a while since I've talked to Andrew. I mean, honestly, Noah and I usually text and um, that's how we stay in touch when we're not doing the podcast. And sometimes we talk, but mostly it's text. And Andrew, I, you know, when we're not doing the podcast, I live with you and I'm traveling (laughs) with you and... We're constantly in communication. I have not talked to you at all. <gasps> at radio all. Radio silence. Pretty much radio silence. Yeah. I mean, maybe we've sent each other one text every five days or something. Um, and I haven't seen you since before Christmas. I saw you in between me seeing Brenna's parents and then me going to Florida oh, for like yeah, an hour. Yeah, we had hour. a little bit of, uh, yeah, like an hour of a hang. So um, it's it's been. A while. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. Andrew is, is in St. Louis. Thing? 
Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> Malaho. Ma- Mahalo. Fuck. I Whoa, just had dyslexia. Mahalo is, thank you. Aloma. Bill Maher had a joke. I was with Bill Maher. Bill uh, Mahalo? In Bill Mahalo. Maharo. Uh, in Hawaii. And he had a good joke that was like, aloha in Hawaii is uh, hello or goodbye. And mahalo in Hawaii is thank you or fuck you. <laughs> I, like, I it. like it, Bill. So I like tell it too. me all of, tell, all right, let's get into Hawaii, shall we? Why, why don't we do like each get to ask burning desire questions for each other okay. about each other's. Tests. I have so much shit that happened. It's like wild. Like, I don't even know where to start. But okay, yeah. wait, why don't we just, why don't we do. Instead of questions, why don't we do the top three things of note, Ugh. each of us, and that okay. includes you, Noah, because I'm not disc you. You had a you were living life too. Okay, so let's go round robin. So this um, is top three, no bottom three. No, ah, uh, we we gotta do. Let's do a top one, bottom one, vacation. <laughs> Boom. Three, That'll get us three, into vacation. it. No, no, no. Top one, bottom one. <laughs> vacation, and we're doing this just on the fly. Okay. Let's start. We always Shit. start with bottom. Um, I I hate to start on a negative note for the new year, but it feels like, you know, we're going to end on a positive note. So we're starting. We're really starting off on a on a good one. It is twenty twenty two. I'm feeling twenty two. And you want to have. Oh yeah, feeling twenty. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor. I can't escape Taylor, by the way, because Brenna's a fucking Taylor head. But that's not my bottom. That's Wait, not okay, my bottom. hold on. No, the, the before we get to the top one, bottom one. Now I'm getting distracted because you bring up Taylor, <laughs> and I can't, I can't just let that slide. What song is now in your head mostly? Which one are you really feeling right now? Because, like most Taylor Swift heads, and by the way, I've done a lot of Swifty concerts over the break with my dad and then i took a a hiatus and then yesterday i went live on our instagram and had a little fun and a lot of comments saying like i wasn't a swifty until you nikki thank you for getting me into her um i want to just warn you if you're breaking into swifty if you're becoming a new swifty you're going to have romances with different songs that you hear upon first listen you go i'm never even gonna care about the song and then all of a sudden one day it hits you like a freight train and you can't get out of your head and you go, I love this is my favorite song. So uh, the other day, Chris, my lover was like, um, he sometimes puts on Taylor Swift just to get me in a good mood. Like if I'm in a bad mood, I'll just put it on. You do that too, Andrew. Everyone in my life who knows and loves me knows to do that. And he was like, he has some favorite Taylor Swift songs, which I'm like so excited about because he hasn't told me that he's like, actually 1989 is like kind of a, it's a fucking great album, and he's really into a couple songs. I'm like, oh my god, tell me which ones you love. And he goes, I feel kind of embarrassed, like that. Sometimes I, if I put on a song, like you're gonna be a Taylor Swift song, you're gonna be like, oh, this one sucks. And I'm like, oh, we, there's no song we don't love. And he goes, I love how you say we, and you're talking about Swifties. And that's really how I feel about being a Swiftie. Is like, we all agree there's no bad songs. Um, there's just ones we don't like as much as the others, but we love them all. So, um, that being said, Andrew, what is your new favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, top one Taylor Swift song is, yeah. uh, no, no. The one that I've heard a lot is Dorothea. Dorothea. That's Brenna's. Yes. Hey, so that's Dorothea, the one I hear. do you ever stop and think about me? About me. Do you know what's about Selena Gomez, uh, allegedly? 
It's weird because Brenna says when she hears that song, she thinks of me. So maybe my kidneys are failing. Dorothy. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's about her friend who is like famous now and like it's not really Wait, about is, it's like sorry, no. Is what? Dorothea is Dorothea the female name for Andrew? Is it? No, is it's there, An- is Andrea. <laughs> And, oh yeah, Andrea. Okay, sorry, I forgot about that name. Dorothea. <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute, Noah. A million people died in 9/11. Um, <laughs> that was just gonna be the new uh, like. You're so off, but that was a great attempt. Okay, like okay. that's we just say a million people died in 9/11. Um, I, just, I just thought Drew Dorothea. Uh, I don't know, you know why what? That you're came not together. you're not wrong, and sometimes it is like that weird of a. Uh, original word so uh dorothea though is anyway it's a great song it's on uh like the Evermore. male name for nikki is dave <laughs> <laughs> right you're right that is the original um it's the gaelic uh, uh version of of nicole um andrew so Dorothy, okay, you're listening to Dorothy a lot. Okay, tell me your top, or let's t- tell me your bottom moment of your trip. That this is, is heavy. You know, you can, you can, oh, okay. We can, we're starting. Noah, heavy. are you ready to carry this heavy, heaviness? I think so. I'm pretty Just sure. Pick. Okay. Brenna and I saw a man die <sighs> on New Year's, and it wasn't even dark yet. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I do know that you on Instagram had said that you, I read at like, you know, 1 p.m. my time Hawaii that you had already, you were already in bed. You had saw a man throw up into a trash no, can. and Brenna you said threw up because Brenna. she saw him oh, die. Yes. <gasps> oh my God. She That's threw up what from seeing a man die? It was wild. You want me wait, to tell you wait. the story? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So we were in West Palm Beach. Wait, let's it get back to Taylor Swift. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That made me I throw can't... up in the garbage. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're listening to Taylor, and <laughs> this guy gets shot in the face. No, I'm just Oh, my lying. God. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. <laughs> no, so we're – I. it's New Year's Eve. We were just going to, like, go over to my brother's. I was like, you know what? Let's go get appetizers and hang out outside and look over to water and actually enjoy Florida. A little bit, because there was a lot of stress with my mom, a lot of this, whatever. There were a lot of ups and downs from the trip. Mm-hmm. I take her to this bar that I used to go to where I used to throw up all the time and, you know, get kicked out of. And uh, it was called Bradley's. And um... Oh, did we lose him? Yeah, we just lost him. While we're getting Andrew back, maybe we can keep this in. What do you think they saw? How do you think this man died? Predictions. Uh... A uh, heart attack, just like instant. I think you. I don't think that would make her cry. I think it's something gruesome. And I, he did say um, that we were listening to Taylor Swift, and then a man got shot in the face. And I think he was joking, but I also think he's not capable of coming up with something that fast that didn't happen. So I think they saw someone get shot in the face. You think, oh, I so hope you think not. It was truth. I hope not. Or maybe like get hit by a truck. It's got to be something gruesome. Have you ever seen someone get like like a gruesome like human body thing? I ha- not a human. I saw a kitten get run over <gasps> by a car. Oh, that's it's so it traumatized kind of me. Oh, wait, when? 
you really want the story? Yeah. It's pretty gruesome. I um, was... Mm? Uh, trigger warning. People can skip ahead. Okay, I was driving, and I was several feet away from the car in front of me, and I saw a kitten run into the street right under the tire of the car, and only its head got smushed. No! So it, it, like, you know, because of the spine and stuff, it, like, jumped up and just died. So it died instantly. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, but the but, body was still moving. Dude, whenever I see an animal run out, I, oh, like... My heart stops. Does oh, yours? Oh, it's... it's. I mean, a- anyone, but, you know, I, you rarely see it. I mean, I hit a man with a car one time, um, which is a story for yeah. another time. Twice, actually, I've hit a man with a car. But, Andrew, we're trying to guess what you saw. Uh, what, when you went in reverse? <laughs> dude that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny and it reminds me of your friend diamond diamond this <laughs> is the same joke i thought of the same thing i love your brain um what you call it sorry that's, the what, that's the old diamond diamond he says it once when he goes over if you don't know andrew worked with a guy named diamond diamond that was um from nepal i believe yeah and he said if you hit a man with your car you want to reverse back over his body, making him full dead, because then you have to pay the medical bills his whole life. Yeah, so you I'm might like, as well kill murder. him. Yeah, but go, you're, you have a better murder. chance of getting off for murder. And apparently in Manhattan, the, the best way to get away with murder in the United States is to hit a pedestrian with your car in Manhattan and uh, murder, like, oh. you know, purposely do it, but you'll, oh, you'll never be found at fault because everyone gets away with it. Um, in Manhattan, which is where I got hit by a car, but it's not where I hit a man with my car. Um, I've told that story many times on different things and probably on this podcast. But, okay, Andrew, we took guesses as to what... Um, I'm sorry that it went no, out. No, not when, as when to it, what when... happened to you. We're guessing how the man died. Uh, Noah said a heart attack. I said uh, Brenda probably wouldn't have thrown up from seeing a heart attack. I think shot in the face because you had made a joke about listening to Taylor Swift and seeing him <laughs> get shot in the face. So I'm guessing you just went with the thing that actually happened. So uh, <laughs> am I correct? Because I believe Noah just there's no way that that, that one is. I love the <laughs> my creativity knows uh, one bound. No, one bound. Yeah. One bound. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? No, no. Oh, damn it. Okay. No, I actually don't think you're creative. He got Tiffany. shot in the face twice. Oh, God. Diamond, <laughs> diamond. Um, a thousand uh, million people died in 9 11. Okay. What, what happened? Okay, Dorothea. Um, so, this is what happened. So, I went to, I took Brandon to the bar called Bradley's. Uh, it was like 4 p.m. We were just going to get, uh, you know, Appetizers. a drink and some, and some food, overlook the water. We end up leaving there because it was too crowded. We go next door, get food. I come back. I valeted my car. Okay? I'm going to get my valet. I give the guy my ticket. I'm waiting for the car, and I look over. Did and you valet like your tr- car? Did you fly down there, or did you drive? I rented a car. Got it. So we see this guy, and he's like, you know that like look where your eyes, they're just seeing through you. He's sweaty. He's like. he's Florida he's meth all- man. Eyes. Yeah, but not meth, but more alcohol and coke. Yeah, but, but but that same feeling. Yeah, and um, but he looks like a normal guy. Like he's not like Just a, normally, you know, a homeless guy. His shoes are both on and tied. Yeah, well, one's tied, one's Velcro. Okay. Um, 
One bound. So I look over at Brenna and I go, dude, look how fucking this guy's going to get his car. He's so fucking drunk. So we like took time to like look and analyze how drunk this guy and was. Do so we like had a to actually prevent him getting in his car. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I would have to help him up. But so because he had a high truck. So anyway, so I'm waiting for him one bound. And uh, and and he starts to walk off into the parking lot and he goes to grab like a white cone to like hold himself up and the cone is like obviously not strong enough to hold him up he throws his drink and he falls backwards and he hits the back of his head and i didn't even think he felt he felt like comically slow i thought and blood starts gushing out of the back like just leak like out of a movie like leaking like a river, uh, you like know, a pool. just he moving. He's dead. He's out. Like, so this woman goes, so how far are you away from this man? This is the thing. I was only about 10 feet from him. I could have maybe caught the guy. I think. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. So, so he's bleeding out. My car comes. I'm like, can I, can you move him a little? So <laughs> I can leave. I love how like, you already I, have this punched up. Okay. Keep going. So, so <laughs> that's literally the only punchline. I swear. So then, no, I, it's not. But I, but no, I swear. But part of me was like, should I just? Can I drive around this guy? Is it bad? Is it bad karma? Is it bad? A bad look? Wait, uh, you I gotta could've... tell me. Like, are people around okay, him? So I'm, so I'm telling you. So I'm getting there. So I'm. I'd like not to get the car. I. I think I'm gonna run up to him. A woman runs up before me. Checks his pulse and goes, he has no pulse. He has no pulse. Call 911. He has no pulse. Bleeding out his head, out. How old is this man? Probably 45, I'm thinking. So another guy runs up, starts giving him CPR. This is a parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot in front of Bradley's. Before, on New Year's Eve. So, like, this is before the party even starts. Like, people won't even know this happened, you know, before, which is crazy. So, um, guy starts giving him CPR. Brenna starts crying hysterically yelling like look at the blood i can't fuck. i go go get away get away like it was like this whole like so thing dramatic. so she goes around the corner right i decide that okay this guy's got cpr like i don't need to give him whatever cpr i go to you know um tell brennan to stop being a pussy no, I'm just kidding. That's another punch. But that was just a random punch. <laughs> I knew it was I a swear. good I, I know it was no, random. But I listen, how do punches come to be? <laughs> so I punch Brenna. So no, no. <laughs> and then I do a line of coke. <laughs> Anyways, so she's throwing up in the trash can, like dry heaving, like, like so loud. And I'm like, babe, it's okay. You know, I think he's going to be all right. I think I heard someone say he might have a pulse. And then I was trying. Are to you get lying? My- no, I did hear that from I, I. Oh, I walked to her, then I walked back, and then I came back again. So she's throwing up. People are walking by, and I have to tell people, "Look, she saw a dead body. She's not drunk. Like I'm not taking advantage. Like I felt like weird in a way. Like people were judging her. Yeah, and I wanted to protect her. Then this guy, I swear to God, this is the weirdest part of the story. A guy who's like a street cleaner who works for the city comes up and goes what's going on with her and i go she's not drunk a guy fell over there and he's out cold and they think he's dead and they have to revive him and she saw it and she's throwing up and i swear to god the guy looks at me and goes 
That happened to me three weeks ago. <laughs> what? I mean, so then, Florida. Listen, so then he starts showing a video that was from the security cam of him falling over and dying on the ground. I swear to God on my life. Brett, I go, she's throwing up from a guy that just died. She doesn't need to see another guy Wait, that died. He was showing her? Yeah, me and her. While she's throwing up, she's looking up going, oh, my God, what? Ah. I'm like, sir, get out. I'm sorry about your death, but get out of here. So then oh, I go back, God. and they said he has a pulse, and they end up taking him away in the ambulance. Hopefully he lived. I Googled it, and then I drove away in the valet. Still probably too early, but it was. So then the whole night, you know, I had to, like the car ride was intense. Like she was really shook up. Yeah. And then, you know, we played Dorothea, which is the other name for Andrew, and had a great time. You know? Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. Isn't it, it wild, wild? Like, everyone that you see walking around will die someday. Like, we're pretty much seeing future dead people constantly. But, <laughs> and everyone will die, but we yeah. so rarely witness it in, in a way like that. It was it was intense. I had to convince myself, like, oh, I've seen people get hit. Like, you do a weird mental gymnastics in your head to make it not as yeah, extreme. Yeah, like, this is like MMA, but with, like, Dustin Poirier's fist is the concrete. I swear to God, that, like, kind of went in my mind. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I was thinking about, like, a guy that goes to war and sees shit. Yeah, and then comes he back has- shell-shocked and... To Nebraska with no phone and just has to think about it on a on a porch. Oh my god! Wild. Anyway, wild. Sorry. No TikTok to distract. I mean, oh, that is people. I mean, I've I've been on Reddit before and people have said like you know they share things of like what's the most horrific thing that's you've ever witnessed and it's people share things like this and there was a Sam Harris interview that I listened to or he was on uh, did a podcast with Ricky Gervais that I listen to and he was talking about seeing someone in um i think like bangladesh get like he saw the aftermath of a guy gets like splattered everywhere and people were throwing up from how like and it was the worst thing he's ever seen in his life and like people wit like there's listeners right now thinking of the thing that they saw that made them i've never gotten viscerally sick though from seeing carnage um noah have you did the kitten incident we talked about something noah witnessed I don't want to relive it, but did you get, have you ever gotten ill from something that you didn't think would make you ill? Mm, Not really. I can't really think of anything. Yeah. I, it, but it, 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 it happens obviously because especially another human being, you just like the shock of seeing life being able to like be taken so quickly. I mean, I think I thought of like, because I've been to that bar hundreds of times. And that could have been you. Yeah. there. I know it's like a selfish kind of way to think of it. But then it makes me think like, oh, I quit drinking three years. Like that. Yeah. I easily could have been that guy I a saw few years ago. Some um, article about a guy who jumped a turnstile in, uh, you know, Queens or something. And he just tripped a little bit and hit his head and died right there just from hitting his head and. The people in the Reddit subreddit were talking about how like how the human body can be so fragile yet so durable. Like there are people that have survived like plane crashes, yet there are other people that like trip and hit their head, and it's like good night. So it's just so it's so scary. I'm sorry you witnessed that. Is Brenna okay? 
Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. I mean, luckily we had sex before that because oh my God. it would have been tough. <laughs> For her to throw up twice that day. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> diamond, diamond. And grip. Um, okay. How about we go to break really quick? And Andrew sighs deeply. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to breathe. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. Noah, what was your worst thing of your uh, time off? (laughs) Nothing like Andrew's. I actually had a really good time off, so it's hard to think of it, but I guess... Um, I have a group of friends here that we all spend time together um, and we always get together as a group, but one of the couple now is going through a really messy divorce. So just having to navigate the two friendships and, you know, like one of them is ousted from the group and Avi and I are are really good friends with this person. So it's just really complicated. Yes. And what, what do you do with that? Like, when you get ousted, I mean, that's got to, like, why do you, do you pick the woman or the man did you pick? Or I think did... you pick the person who you feel closest to. Well, uh, yeah. I'll say this. <laughs> that's true. I, I but... hear both so sides and I can, <laughs> sorry, I can relate to the woman more because I've been in the position that she's yeah. in and like where that anger comes from. But what I hear from the, the guy is that is a little bit more sensible and, like neutral. Mm. So when you hear one person gossiping or whatever and the, and the group is, you know, trying to comfort them and then you hear the other side of the person who's being vilified and they're not really you know, it's relationships go bad. There's more to the story than what each person is saying. Yes. It's just it it just sucks. So Oh, that book attached, I keep reading it and I'm learning how so many relationships are doomed and people don't even know it because <laughs> they're opposite attachment styles and they're, there's truly no hope for those people. In their, they're always, well, they will always be miserable and they'll stay together and be miserable forever and constantly going on this roller coaster of good and bad, good and bad, or, um, or they're going to break up unless they become aware of it and really worked and, and it's even if you work at it it's kind of nearly impossible is what I'm learning from this book it's pretty interesting and a little bit demoralizing but as a woman who like isn't locked into anything right now <laughs> um it's it's eye-opening and it makes me feel like oh good I'm glad I got to read this book before I made any final decisions about my life because uh I, this book has just helped me so much and it's really helped me make decisions that I honestly would have never thought that I would make that are ultimately going to be the best ones, I think, because I'm just seeing myself in this book so much in places that I almost skip the chapter because I go, I'm not going to be this. And then I start reading it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm this. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. No, I'm uh, continuing to read it. Like you said, I'm not going to just do a third of it. Good. And I love it. Um, 
and I'm realizing, I think I've said this before, old uh, anxious attached is pretty avoidant recently. But I read yesterday that, you know, when you're in a relationship where it's like someone's anxious and someone's avoidant, like that can't work, but unless these things. And I was like, oh good, I'm all of the unlesses, which is acknowledging it, working on it, And a lot of avoidance, the problem with avoidant and attached and anxious attached is when, when the avoidant becomes avoid, avoiding the anxious that triggers the anxious to become more anxious, which triggers the avoidant to become more avoidant. And then the avoidant becomes more avoidant. And they, so it's like they both trigger each other's worst qualities that detract the other one. And I though, I'm avoidant in many ways, but when an avoidance always, uh, typically avoid reconciliation and um, talking about what's wrong because if you talk about what's wrong, you get closer to someone and avoidance biggest fear is intimacy. And so they avoid addressing the issue and I do not do that. And so I was like, okay, good. I don't have that avoidant quality. Does any of this make make sense? Is is the avoidant person doing it to protect themselves or the other person? Themselves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because they're scared. Avoidance are scared of intimacy. And mm. they want any kind of, and, and being, and losing their independence and feeling like they, they're going to be beholden to someone and they're not going to get alone time and all of these things. Like they think that a relationship is going to just strip them of their independence and their autonomy. And they also have a think, thing where they think that there's, better people out there they just haven't met them yet yeah. and they glamorize everyone they haven't met and they also focus on the neg like when they're in a negative place with their partner they can't remember any of the good it's like they just rearrange their mind so that the person they're with that is needing them too much the anxious person who yeah. is is coming on too strong because they're anxious attached and the only way anxious attached people feel better is if the avoidant person makes them feel better by like being is if someone secure goes listen i hear you're anxious but this is the truth of the matter and i'm okay i'm with you don't worry and avoidant people cannot do that and won't do that mm. so the anxious attached never gets to feel better and is always going to be more anxious and the and it's going to explode and then they break up and then they always come back together because they need each other to validate their internalized views of themselves which is Whoa. i avoidant people need a needy person to validate that the world is against them and wants them to um you know wants to take from them wants them to be theirs wants to capture them and needy people need someone who's avoiding them to validate their belief that they are unlovable so they'll Mm. always come back together it's such a fucking it's uh it's also the book i was reading called the human magnet syndrome about narcissists and codependents which is i guess another way of saying avoidant and um you know uh, anxious but anyway um my bottom was that uh monologue i just went on my no my bottom moment <laughs> was i got my first uti over the trip thank you i'm a real woman now um yeah i got i was very constipated the whole trip i literally did not poop for like five days and we were eating like these rich thick gourmet meals and i was just like just weighed down by like oil soaked veggies. And I was looking at pictures of myself on like pr- on the, the, the dinner before new year's on the 30th. And we, Bill Marr and I, and 
uh, Chris Reed, uh, kid, pl- kid of Kid and Play, uh, took a picture. And I look pregnant in all the photos. And I was sucking it as much as possible. And I was like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, my God. I am so constipated. And I don't know if the constipation led to the UTI or the UTI caused the constipation. But, um, Noah, have you ever had a UTI? Yeah, I have. Um, does it feel like you need to shit out of your vagina and you can't? Yes, like a constant burning pressure. That's what I, and I have yes. bleeding too. Yes. And I was pissing blood clots. Yes. No oh, yeah, that's man. what it is. Like I, like, I thought, I literally was wiping and I saw blood and I'm like, is this coming from my asshole? Because I've never bled from my like pee. Like it didn't make sense that this blood could be coming from anywhere else. Cause I was like digging up my vag hole to see if it was like period blood and it wasn't. And I'm like, Am I? It's from my ass, and then I'm like, but nothing's coming out of there. I was pissing out of my tiny pee hole, tissue, blood tissue. It looked like I was like oh having God. a miscarriage out of my vagina, like in my Did urethra. You have discharge? Did you have any discharge? It was just like pee. Your like my pee was bloody, and like not be- like I ate beets, but like blood, and um, I was just. So what did you do? I well the thing was it would only flare up at night and then I would just like cry and like be like oh and then I would wake up in the morning and everything would be fine and then I would still not be shitting but I would be like oh it would be and then at night it would flare up again and then it I felt like it went away and my friend Corey that I met on the trip was like bitch it does not go away (laughs) like there's no way and I'm like yeah my body just healed itself and then I came back to LA and I finally got to poop and I felt so much relief and then I went to Six Flags the other day and I went with my friend Corey that I met on the trip and Chris and Carlisle and her boyfriend Chase. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, dude, go to an urgent care or just call like email your doctor. Do you have a doctor? I'm like, I think so. And so I emailed my doctor and was like, I have a UTI. It's my first one. I'm like, there's like bloody tissue coming out of my puss. And she was like, oh, I'll just get you some. So now I'm on antibiotics. I've been, I've taken, I've been on them for two days and it's, it's, it was gone after the first pill. Like it, it's, it's fine now, but I got to finish them, you know? So that's my, that's the worst. That sounds pretty bad. Because I had to be in like a swimsuit and I'm just like oh. have so much like being constipated. It sucks so much. But thank God for the fact that I so on this trip I was with my lover and we enjoy a type of sex that I need to have, you know, a douche for. And uh, I forgot it. I, I brought all my toys, but I forgot my douche and I'm like fuck like I can't have anal sex if I don't have that thing mm-hmm. and so right before we left for the trip we were in LA for a couple days the morning of we walked over to the hustler store and bought like this anal douche kit and thank god I fucking had that because I was in such pain I couldn't poop I did I, I we just didn't ever go to the pharmacy or anything and I was like it's just gonna it's gonna come as soon as I get on like you know America like a, you know uh the contiguous United States yeah. soil. Mainland. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. And then I was like, in the middle of the night one night, I was like, maybe if I, because I know that when I use that, I can get everything out. And I was like, what if I did this? And oh my God, it saved my life. I, if I wasn't so good at it, I would have never attempted to do that. I would have just been in pain and waited for like a laxative to run through my system, which would have been runny and disgusting. Instead, I just squirted water up there for like, you know, 20 minutes and got everything out. And I was like, I'm a new woman. God, it was amazing. <laughs> Being constipated sucks. You feel like a uh, there's like a fucking, 
you know, uh, what's it called? A compost pile in your, like, it just feels like thick. Like there's a corpse of like, like a landfill. Yeah. There's like a landfill of poop in you. It's so gross. I felt like, I think when Johnny Cash, not Johnny Cash flying around you. John Wayne, yeah. When John Wayne was dissected or like autopsy, they found him like sixty pounds of like, uh, shit in his colon, like sixty pounds of compacted shit. What? And I felt like John Wayne. Make my day. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew, top, uh, top, uh, break moment. Um, I had a, I had a good amount of tops. Uh, I would say moving in with with Brenna now has been a top, but. One of the tops that was kind of sad, too. Um, my mom was in the hospital the whole time we were in Florida with um, a UTI. Uh, she was fucking yeah, right. a lot. Stop. No, no, no. She, uh, she has COPD, and she had a flare-up with her lungs. So she uh, went to the emergency room the night before we went down to Florida. So oh the whole God. time she's in the hospital... There's a lot of other drama that like went down with my dad, whatever. But we don't have to get into that. My mom eventually gets out of the hospital the day before, two nights before we leave. So like five nights into the trip, four oh, nights. Oh, I'm glad she's trip. out. She got out. She broke out. She broke out. They were like, "Ma'am, you need your oxygen." She's like, "I'm fucking." She started skipping. I don't know. She was excited to see me. Um, so could you go visit her or no? I did visit her with my little brother and. It was an interesting visit because my mom's on steroids, like a prednisone or something. So it's like, I don't know. I just found it weird that like steroids is for a guy to hit an 800 foot home run or to have my mom eat a sandwich. Like I just find it like those are like the two things. And my mom was like sitting there. And what she's does like, steroids do to your mom? Like, why she's is that like, of note? She's a she's amped, but she also has no energy. So it's like a. So she's like talking, but she's also like, like barely breathing. So it's mm-hmm. like, but she has energy to talk. So she, she honestly, she sounded like the Godfather, like, like, hey man, like that, like that was the vibe. And she was sitting in a chair, like it was, it was, it was interesting. Whatever. So we go to the hospital, me and my little brother, because of COVID, it was hard to like get in there. Um, so she eventually gets out of the hospital and. Um, I want to introduce her to Brenna, but I have to go to a hockey game that night with my dad, and I don't want Brenna to meet my mom without me for the first time. Yeah. So that was a whole thing about whether or not I should go to the hockey game or whatever. So anyway, long story short, sorry. My mom gets out. Did you go to the hockey game? I did, but Brenna didn't meet me. I went and saw my mom. Brenna, I was like, look, she'll meet you tomorrow. We could wait a day. So did Brenna just stay in her room? Yeah. When your mom but came? She, huh? Your mom came home and Brenda just didn't come to meet her? Because she just didn't want to, like, I would have had to, like, leave her there without, I don't know, it was, it's kind of awkward to meet someone's parent without But were, was anyone there or was your mom just there alone? No, my brother and, there, it was, it was a weird thing. It was a weird okay. situation. Yeah. But, so, which led to a fight about, over GPS, which wasn't about GPS, that's a whole nother thing. Sorry. I love, so, yeah, that's another thing in Attached is like couples get in fights and it's never about what the thing is. And dude, it's it was always, so funny. I asked her where Walgreens was 
and she put it in her phone, and it was like 2.8 miles, and then I realized, wait, I know where a fucking Walgreens is from my brain, but she's like, let's just go to that one, and I was like, well, let's just use my brain. She's like, well, that's only a mile farther, and I was like, well, why does, can I use my brain? Like, that was, but the fight was over whether or not I should go to the hockey game, really. And so. you wanted to use your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't when you went to the hockey game. Not at all. So anyways, we made up. It ended up being great. Got but it. my mom gets out of the hospital. I go over there. It's just me and my brother. We have to go to the bank to, like, talk about, like, weird shit about, like, my mom dying and, like, money being beneficiary. Like, this whole, like, I don't know. It makes things real, you know? Like, yeah. And um, my mom wasn't able to shower in the hospital for like four days and her hair is like frizzled and my mom loves to look you know pretty and you forget like a woman just wants to even when she's dying and like and at her lowest point she's still you know you want to like uh it's like hard to talk about yeah uh i'm sorry andrew oh boy i promised myself i would cry No, it's all right. Uh, it's so hard. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. weird. Yeah. Anyhow, I haven't bit my nails in a while. Yeah, like a UTI. So I end up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even in sadness, callback, ham drip. So <laughs> your eyes are ham dripping. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's sweet. what people call my nipples. Are you ham just drip. thinking about your mom in the ocean? <laughs> you think about how your mom will never get to go to a hockey game again something she, she never went to in the first place she loved the rangers um uh, no so my mom goes um will you help wash my hair in the oh, sink because she can't even shower yeah. and i swear there was just a moment where i was like my whole life me and my mom never like you know because of drinking and like whatever like we never like when she would touch me like later in life like rub my back or anything like i could never hug her because i felt like i don't know there there just wasn't a connection because i wanted her to be better for herself and i think it caused me to be avoided attached (laughs) yeah and you have a lot of anger about that it's like too late bitch i'm not saying that about your mother but like i felt that way too of like don't get close to me now like you should have done this when i was little and it just feels awkward it just doesn't feel like and so my initial reaction when my mom's like, can you wash my hair? And her hair is like frizzled and like, you know, like really like. That's not a word. I'm like, oh, yes. I don't even. Yeah, she's completely frizzled out. <laughs> and I'm like, she's got the, she's on the frizz. And um, I go, my initial reaction was like, oh my God, I got to fucking touch my, like, what is she doing asking me this? Like, and I'm so selfish so fucking selfish, man. So anyways, I fucking start washing her hair and I fucking put the shampoo in and I'm washing her and I'm knowing that this is making her so fucking happy, this little thing. And um, I put conditioner in and I'm combing her hair. And I swear to God, like there was like a moment and like it could be like in a movie or like whatever where it's like, oh, I can help her. And like, I don't have this guard up because mentally I'm okay now. In a way, Sweet. it was a lot. It's still a lot. And Aww. like just combing her hair and then Brenna cut her nails for her. And it was like this moment of like where we I'm looking over at Brenna, like cutting, giving my mom a manicure 
And it was just like, okay, this is fucking why relationship shit is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm so happy for uh, you. That's anyhow. That's a lot, dude. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. It's so sweet. Ooh. Good yeah. job, dude. This is like all really it's fun. Like, yeah, it's 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 good closure stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. it's really hard though. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so but sweet. But then I went to the bank and I, you know, found out how much money I was getting. I was like, that's worth it for the hair <laughs> shampoo. You know? Okay. <laughs> Jam drip. What's your top one, Noah? You see a guy die? It's <laughs> <laughs> not my top one. <laughs> my top one is very similar to Andrew. Oh, yeah? What? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I talked about it on the podcast, and I had a lot of besties reach out, which was so nice and sweet, and I realized a lot of other people have a disconnection with a parent. I'm not the only one in this world. But um, I had been wanting to use the holiday time as a, you know, just like an impetus to reach out to my mom and see how she's doing after not speaking to her for a very long time. And um, I did it. You know, I, I wished her Happy New Year. And I said, you know, can we chat this weekend? And it was really good. It was a very good conversation. And I, <laughs> this is crazy, but... You know, I, I had been thinking about this for a while now, probably over a month, you know, like I got to do this. I, I mean, since the show, it was just like burning. It was just like burning my chest. Like I, ha I have to do something. I, I don't feel good about this. And I had this like nerve pain in the back, like it, in my back, like, I don't know what it is, like wing or whatever. Like if, if I would have wings, it's where a wing would be. Yeah. Just like, like, a, like a, just a nerve pain. And then my shoulder hurt and my neck hurt. I've just been carrying that for the last couple of weeks. And after that phone call, it didn't completely go away, but it's like already 50% gone. Wow. Wow. And it's did the phone moment. call feel better, worse, what you expected? Better. Much better. I mean, you know, I, I have to like think a lot about going into it. What information am I going to divulge? Uh, how am I going to direct the conversation if it starts going to a negative place? You, know, you have to do a lot of like mental gymnastics. Um, so my mom's always been very good at being creative and, um, house decorating. She, she's just so talented. She has such good taste. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to ask her for help. So it'll, it'll give her like a little bit of a purpose. I'll be receptive to that information cause I know I it's going to be good. And it was, it was great. Oh, it's so great when the, like at what I'm, the pattern here is like, we can do better than our parents not to like be like see mom fuck you like i'm gonna right. be different but like that's why you have kids is to be better than like you and to heal some of the stuff that you're not ready to you weren't equipped to do and like it it falls on the child to become the adult in the situation and both of you exhibited that um thanks in those stories so good job to both of you thank you <laughs> And thanks for sharing those things because it's not easy to share that stuff that like can unexpectedly get you into um, like emotions that are uncomfortable mm -hmm. on a comedy podcast. So mm -hmm. um, I and I know the besties love you for it. Um, my uh, my top moment was um, seeing a whale, which I posted on my Instagram um, and. It was so Chris 
my ex-boyfriend who I'm dating and um, who I honestly like, we almost broke up uh, two nights before Christmas. Um, uh, we literally were on the phone breaking up, finally being like, we're not doing this anymore. And it was really just a bad, uh, we were going to therapy and we had a really bad therapy session and um, we didn't have time in that therapy session to like put a bow on it or like just kind of put a little like even like a cork in it and we just like were open wounds and and for us to like get through hard times we need to like talk for hours and feel really understood and we always come out so much better but um we didn't have time and so we didn't talk for a couple days and literally broke up on the phone and then we just couldn't get off the phone like because once we said goodbye on the phone call we knew it would be like over over and then we were like let's just why like one of us gave in and then the other gave you know and um he ended up going to hawaii with me on this trip with bill maher and it was just like i don't know i think that and maybe i could you know who knows what i'll say in the future but i think that i have in the past like felt because chris was the only person i've ever dated really like seriously in this way and like is actually an available person, the only available person that isn't a complete alcoholic that I've dated that didn't have a girlfriend, didn't live in a different city. Like he's that I thought, you know, I couldn't have possibly got it right the first time. Like there's just no way. And, you know, we don't, we're not perfect and all of these things. And there's been issues where I'm like, I can't date someone who does this. You know, I have all these hard lines. Like I think that I, uh, projected a lot of perfection onto other people or like other relationships. And I'm like, I want a guy like that. Or man, I'm looking at that guy on Instagram and that relationship. I'm like, he wouldn't do the things that Chris does in my relationship. Like, or I have like a friend. I'm like, Oh, the way I get along with her. Like if I could just like, if, 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 you know, that could be, I want a relationship that's like that friendship, but like also with sex. And like, the thing is like, what, my relationship may lack in the way that I look at some of my friendships is that my friendships or people's relationships that I look at, I don't know what they're like intimately, but I do know what that that's not fair to compare that. And I, and I think that I know, but I don't fucking know. And what I did realize on this trip is that I have someone who like, Although isn't we clash a lot on things like overall this person is always willing to is now I know and wasn't in the past but is like willing to work on anything and is willing to kind of honestly I have the thing that I always wanted that I heard Will Smith has with Jada Pinkett Smith which is like uh, you can do anything and there are no deal breakers. Like I'll never leave you. Like we can get through anything. And like, that doesn't mean he's not going to get upset with me and, and we're going to have weird moments, but we, fa- we found this new way of communicating that I originally came up with, with Kirsten when I was in like fifth grade, we like were best friends since fourth grade, inseparable from the second we met. And we had this like shorthand speak like that we just we just were real it was the first like relationship where I was like I just don't have to be anything but completely myself I never have to act like I'm in a good mood I never have to act like I'm in a like I'm completely real and one time we got into like a little fight about something it was like our first fight and our we went to the limited 
in West County Mall and we were in like fifth grade and we were looking through shirts and it was after a fight. We had patched it up, but we hadn't actually addressed what was really going on. And so we were in this weird area that I think everyone can relate to where you are just being really like overly like gentle and nice with each other, but you're still like laden with resentment, but you're just Mm -hmm. tiptoeing. And Kirsten and I both, I remember Kirsten might have been the first one to call me on it. And she's like, because I we were looking at some sweatshirts or something. And I was like, isn't this cute? This is so cute. And she's like, yeah, oh my gosh. Um, well, well, I'll try this one on. Do you want, like, what size do you want? Like, we were just being so overly nice. And, yes. and one of us goes, we're acting like new friends. And we just kept going, new friends. And we called out the awkwardness by saying, new friends. Because this little, like, fake, like, Oh, so like, um, yeah, like, do you want to go to dinner later? Like that, that kind of like dumb talk you have with your boyfriend after you're like in a fight. And it's helped me so much. I told Chris about this and he's like, wow, you guys were like funny even back then. Like that's such an astute observation for like fifth graders. And I was like, we really were like new friends was the first like kind of bit we ever did. And now Chris and I do new friends. And that, the other night, that's where we get into trouble is when we fight the awkwardness before we go, what the fuck is this about? Or like I'll go, hey, I'm really sorry I'm late. Like I was running late and he's just like, it's fine. And then we're in this like mm. new friends like, do you call the Uber? Uh, yeah, they're running late. Oh, I hate this app. And like we're just having this fucking elevator small talk. And last night we got into like a little thing and I was just like, new friends. You're new friendsing me. What's really going on? Like I know you're upset. What, it, what happened? And it just like cut through and he like laughed because he knew what new friends meant. It was just like a beautiful way to like cut through the tension. Anyway, I really like fell in love with my ex-boyfriend over this trip because on the way to Hawaii, he was like, um, I thought maybe we could go whale watching. And I'm like, I didn't even know we could go whale watching in Hawaii. Like, I don't even, I think of that as like an Alaska thing. And there's humpback whale watching in Hawaii. We're in the middle of the season. We go on a private charter that he sets up and it's just Mm. me and him on this boat and we see a humpback whale and on the, you, they're everywhere in this bay. Complete, there's hundreds of them, and we see little spouts coming up. But you don't get, you can't get closer than a football field unless you get close enough, and then they swim over to you, which doesn't happen. Except it did happen. We we got mugged, which is the actual term for it. We were mugged by a humpback whale. It was circling our boat and obsessed with us. And I and I said on the way out, I go, "What's the?" He's been doing this 25 years. I go, "What's the coolest thing that's happened out here?" And this guy was like, you know, the best thing is when I've had passengers like dunk their heads over and put their snorkels in and they're, I can hear them squealing because they see the whale like up, like they can spot the whale like in the water and not from like far away because the water's too murky to see it if you put your head in, if it's, if we're far away from what the normal distance is. And fuck you guys, I saw, I was dunking my head in so much. I made eye contact with a fucking wild humpback whale, which I've been obsessed with whales forever. It was such a majestic, magical moment. And this whale, like, I felt connected to it. I felt like it saw me. And these whales are only there to breed and have give birth. They come all the way down from Alaska. There's no food in this bay in Hawaii, like in this, uh, you know, channel. There's only fucking fighting over females, which they never fight to the death. They always help each other out. They like kind of bump each other, but they'll never fight to the death. They're very gentle. And there's wing manning. They help each other fuck. And there's birthing. And then they they get pregnant and they go all the way back up. And then they give birth up there. 
and or they give sorry they give birth down here and they go all the way up with their babies because it's safer in these warmer waters and there's not killer whales and there's no predators in these waters and there's no food they're just starving to death here and like it it was just so fucking interesting and he put a microphone in the water and it was just like you could hear all the whale activity it was like you were at a fucking stadium of how hundreds of whales just like it was just it was so cool i i was blown away and it was only because like chris knew i cared about whales and he knows that i don't really like adventures but he picked one that was like perfect for me and i just had the best trip with him ever and um i had the best trip with bill maher and all his friends it was just a great trip let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do a little bit of a reddit dump Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan. 
on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great. You see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's do a Reddit dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. Um. (laughs) All right. I hope I have some good stuff. Oh, okay. So this was in uh, the subreddit sex. And it said, I love that my husband. I let my husband suck a booby to help with his occasional anxiety before bed. I told a friend and she shamed me hard. So this woman is said that it started with my husband when I was pumping breast milk for our kid. I had a bad clog. I guess she was wearing Crocs. And <laughs> he sucked it out of me, out for me. Over time, it mm. progressed into a nightly routine. I'd finish my last pump of the day. He'd clean up and then we'd go to bed and he'd nurse for like 10 minutes. This helped soften my breast so I could sleep comfortably. Eventually, I stopped producing milk and our routine ended. Then something terrible happened. He had a loss in the family that devastated him. He had a lot of anxiety in the night and would be upset. One night, I was cuddling him to help calm him down and he was nestled between my breasts. I could feel his breath and lips against me. He started to kiss them and then I kind of instinctively lifted myself up and so his you know his mouth was aligned with my nipple he took the sign and started suckling he almost instantly calmed down and was able to get to sleep soon after so this started another trend in our relationship it often leads into other sexual activities but sometimes it's a it's a quick a, a quick suck and we go to sleep I told my friend the above and was essentially shamed to hell we are being weird and ju- juvenile she said he shouldn't need to suck your breast to go to sleep. It made me feel terrible. What do you think? Do other couples have different opinions or practices? Hmm. I was thinking Andrew probably would be into that. I, honestly, I started salivating. I was like, oh my God, this is like, I want my binky and it's your tits. I mean, why I can't mean, I, boys, I, I like wouldn't hate for someone to suck on my tit like a baby, like a man. I know that's so weird, but like there's something about it where I was like, I... I wonder how it's long weird, he does but... it for, and like, what if they have another baby and then they're fighting over the nipple? No, I this don't seems know. like a bedtime thing that, like, yeah, and it leads to sex usually. I love it. I think it's like romantic. I really do. I don't think it's weird. I really don't. Um, I mean, I think it's weird, but I don't think I would judge anyone for it. I mean, but I it's think weird it'd be in the we- sense that I don't think a lot of people do it, but I think, um, yeah, more people I've, should. I think it could be weird if he's like puts a diaper on and then like she puts fucking baby powder on his asshole and then she's like, I want my bottle. 
You know, that would be weird. But if it's just a guy who just needs to suck a little bit, to kind of, like sucking a thumb, to, and you can provide that, fuck yeah. You could be uh, a manly nipple sucker. I think so too. Noah? Well, I don't approve of sex shaming anyone for whatever weird kink right. they have, even if they're wearing a diaper. But I have this... <laughs> Nord- yeah, exactly, same. And My I know bad. that you I do went, too. I went too far. I know, I know it was a joke. Uh, but I have a weird like fantasy where I want my nipples like sucked so hard that they turn like black and blue. Like there's like bruises around them. Wait, Is that weird? you gotta <laughs> do, you, you gotta get Avi into this. I keep try. I mean, I haven't explicitly told him this. <laughs> I'm sharing it with you first, but I think I've this tried. has gotta be uh, a normal heard it here. F- fetish. Like, because <laughs> sometimes I get my tits sucked so hard. I feel like they're going to have bruises. And so I know that they're, Guys like to do that. And babies leave bruises. Like, it's a very, just because a baby does it and we don't sexualize children, obviously, doesn't mean it can't also be sexual. And, like an adult and that thing. doesn't mean it's wrong, I don't think. Yeah, I think you just got to ask them. Nipples He's, suck yeah. till they're black and blue, Noah. You've got to get it. <laughs> okay, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, let him know. I think you should. Uh, you split his. Ball sack with your nose. Yeah. And then say, hey, baby, why don't you rough up my nips? And then I don't think he'll think it's that weird. Just be like, suck harder. No, From harder. sucking them? Like, I feel like they'd have to be sucked, like, really, really hard for, like, a good while. Yeah. So maybe that's what you want. And maybe he would be into that. Like, you don't even know. Like, What's his favorite condiment? Chocolate. Throw it okay, on. Okay, there me. we go. Throw it on. I was saying that I was so constant because I, my boobs were huge over the in Hawaii, and I was like, "Hawaii." I I love that I say it weird. Um, and I was saying that I was because Chris was like, "Your boobs, Jesus Christ!" And I was like, it's "I all think I'm backed up." I was like, "I got shit tits." <laughs> I really ruined my tits for him. I was like, "They're just they're filled with shit." It's all the way. <laughs> you got shitty so titties. Be like I got those shit tits. Those full shit tits. Oh, fuck. My bed is here. Fuck. Your bed is here? Yeah. We can end the show without you. Peace out. Here, no, I'm not going to hang up. Here, I'll just... It's fine. Are you sure? five minutes. Okay, so there's... (laughs) I saw an Ask Women. The subreddit says, "What's, what's one tiny daily habit you have that makes your life run a bit smoother? I was just wondering what your guys would say, but I want to read some of these. This is obviously just women. Um... This was actually something that a bestie wrote into me that we talked about on the show that helped them. But um, this person says the two minute rule. Originally reading it as getting things. Originally read in it in getting things done, which I guess is a book. The rule is anything that takes less than two minutes, do it straight away. Writing it down and then doing it later will take longer. Love that. Someone says my kitchen must be spotless before bed. Ideally, I set the coffee pot too. Um, someone says I make my bed as soon as I wake up. Um. What about you guys? Anything come to mind that you're like, oh, drinking water in the morning? Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, making uh, a smoothie takes less time than you think. Like, we always think, oh, we got to get all the ingredients. I just throw it in there. I started drinking them the last two days. Yeah, Very food simple. Prep. Food prep. That shit's easy. Um, dividing my clothes. Like, that was a big thing from moving to the new place. 
of being like, I gotta close. Like, what could go to Goodwill and what do I need? And you just like be like, I can't get rid of things. I have so much attachment to it. And then you're like, oh, that took four minutes to be like, I don't need 25% Mm. of my wardrobe anymore. I like that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Simple things like that that you build up in your head. Yes. I think that because I think you're so efficient with your like time and stuff. Yeah, I think that um, I usually am. I just I think that being reasonable about how long things will take is a helpful thing of like just always add on more time than you think or just at least start paying attention to how long things actually take. Um, I think that um, one thing I do now that I think is great is not doing all or nothing things like and I think that goes into the two minute thing like there are so many times that I go I can't work on that thing because I don't have time to do it all well the whole job is going to be seven hours why would I ever think I could do it all in one like but that's how I I work I do things in seven hour chunks and then I kill myself and I dread it and cleaning your room like you can't maybe have time to clean your whole room but you have time to do one like five minute thing put one jacket away put like one little thing straightening one little area can give you like a sense of it can spread much easier and just not doing things in increments and not being so obsessed with perfection and having all or nothing and i think that's helped me a lot because i want it all or nothing Nothing at at all. all it's that's how i live my life okay um this is from today i learned Today I learned there's an 18% average mortality rate for catch and release fishing with the rate varying significantly between species. So on average, if you're doing catch and release and you feel like a fucking hero, almost 20% of those fish, one in five, are going to die just because you caught them in the first place. Good to know, I think. Because I think people just go, oh, we're such a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like they're probably going to die pretty soon anyways. What? Get eaten by a whale. They'll get eaten. No. That's not how it works. How do they track the fish? Like, all fish look almost exactly identical. How do they know which fish? Well, because they're (laughs) experts. What did they send out a census? And they probably are like, (laughs) census. I don't know, but you guys. Just it's good to know. Don't don't pride. Just no one should fish. I always feel bad for fishes that have their like. It's traumatizing to have a fucking hook in your mouth. A lot of times you can't get it out. You have to rip. Like fish feel pain. By the way, so anything you're telling yourself about fishing and how it's like, oh, I'm not keeping it. Like, well, then you're tossing it back in. It's gonna die. And I know it's gonna die anyway. But so are all of us. So should we just all hook ourselves in the mouth? Like, no. All right. Um. What is, this is from Ask Reddit, what's your I fucking hate this song song? Song song? Mine is Moves Like Jagger. I don't. Ooh, Moves Like Jagger. What is your I fucking hate this song song? Oh. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I, uh, that one song, somebody I used to know went from good for Go one TA. day to the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I don't know why. Someone said the TikTok song, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That one? I don't know that one. I don't like that song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. You know oh, my God. I feel like that. I would describe that as the only kind of music you listen to. Unless it's your nipples <laughs> like that would and be really my- hard. 
Um, that's so funny. Uh, Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I don't know that. Fight Song. People are saying Fight Song a lot. Uh-oh, I love Fight like- Song. Fancy Like's terrible. It's this new country song. I'm going to Applebee's on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, getting drunk Ugh. with my friends on a Thursday. Oh, my God. Everyone's saying Fancy Like on this uh, Ask Reddit. Yeah, I'm an island boy. People hate that song. That doesn't ca- These don't count as songs to me. Um, fight Song. Why are people saying Fight Song? I love that song. This is my fight song. I liked it until that. Someone said, oh, ha, <laughs> ha. Sounded you know like the a whale TikTok song that's like, oh no no, oh no 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 no. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, shape yes, of yes, You yes. and Baby Shark. I love. I'm in love with Shape of You. I love Shape of You. People hate that song. I've heard that a lot. Um, wow. People sing fight song because it's the cancer anthem. Oh. Uh, wow. Girls like you by Maroon Five. I kind of like that song. Uh, all right. God, it's all the same songs. It's so funny. Um, all right. The so ones that are played the most. Final thought. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. But no, uh, there are some songs that are played a lot that I don't mind. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, you're not wrong. Um, this was true off my chest. This was from the subreddit true off my chest. I threw a Christmas party a week ago and no one other than my mom showed up. A few of my coworkers offered explanations when I asked it about it the next time I saw them, but no one else even gave me an excuse. It sucks, too, because I spent more money than I should have on the decorations and food. Then spent the night staring out the window waiting for guests, only for no one but my mom to show up after I called her crying about it. The whole thing hurts more than I can ever admit. Oh, That sucks. I mean, what were their excuses, I wonder? I mean, did they say they were going to go? Like, why did... Ugh. It makes me, that makes me so fucking sad. And we've all been there of like, just feeling like no one cares and we're being left out and like trying too hard, like getting dressed up for something that no one else cared about or like, it's just such a lonely feeling. I'm sorry for anyone. I had the opposite happen. I had the opposite. Too many people showed up? Wait, you didn't have a party and everyone showed up? Well, I had a party and too many people showed up. And some of those people, like I had spent so much money on like cold cuts and like this is at a time where I had like no money, but I really like wanted to make it a nice party for people. And people came in and they put like their cigarettes out on the cold cuts. It just like went totally out of control. Oh my God. And I had a similar feeling at the end. I I felt so like violated. <laughs> Interesting. So, so maybe both ways. the silver lining is she didn't have to clean up all the shit that would have happened. Yeah, you had to clean up their decorations that were not even used, and like all the food. It's it's such a lonely feeling for people who don't have friends. Yeah, if you, if you, if you don't have friends, it is not your uh, fault. It is a lucky thing to have friends. Like it's just you're in the right place at the right time. Some people like live in areas where everyone sucks, and you're there because of what. Like it's not your fault if you don't have friends, especially if you're listening to this podcast. You're cool as fuck, um, yeah, and I really mean that. Like you can't enjoy this podcast if you're not like someone who's emotionally intellectual and maybe i'm patting myself on the back but i just believe that to be true um i think uh, like i bring it back so other people could enjoy it what'd you say like i'm not that emotionally like yes you are you cried on the show today buddy no it never happened never happened oh yeah uh you cried also can we talk about larry david tomorrow to tease it oh yeah I mean, I was going to talk about um, just how the, that party thing reminded me of 
I'm watching Arrested Development again because on the trip I was with one of the, like the attorney blah blah blah. Uh, I was I was with one of the writers of Arrested Development who who wrote the first season and subsequent episodes uh. with Mitch Mitchell Hurwitz and who was the creator and he was like they met in um they met on the Golden Girls staff and then they Mitchell started uh you know created Arrested Development and wrote with Jim Vallely like they two wrote it and his name's Jim Vallely. And he's amazing. He's like the best guy ever. I love him yeah. so much. He's so funny, so cool. I got all my Arrested Development questions answered. Um, and I'm going back and watching the first season with Chris. And we're having so much fun. But that party thing reminded me of like just Lucille Bluth. Uh, yeah, the mother, the <laughs> matriarch. They, She's having like a – they have a surprise party and no one is there constantly because all of her <laughs> children like hate her. And like everyone on the show is just de- detestable and hilarious. But it's such a fucking great show. And I can't believe I know one of the creators now. It's just um, – or like, you know, one of the main two writers. It makes me think it. that that show is like if Succession had more of a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I even said that Lindsay Bluth, Portia de Rossi, reminded me of – the girl, what's her name? Oh, um, Stu, not Stu. Um, God, uh, uh, Siv. Uh, Siv. Shiv. 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 Stu. Is that right, Shiv? <laughs> it is Shiv. God, that it reminds me Shiv. of a joke from Arrested Development where the the <laughs> the father is in prison, and yeah. he says, um, "You know, I I'm worried about in the showers. Like I could get strangled or or something or something worse." And Buster goes, or like stabbed, and he goes. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was so good. I just love that show. It's packed. It's, it's so chock good. full of jokes. And like you can watch it over and over. And like I've seen this season four times. And I'm still. I don't remember things. Like it's so nice to have a bad memory for stuff like this. Um, so much more to talk about. Including a run-in with Larry David. And uh, more than a run-in. A hangout with Larry David. Oh. Uh, private jets. Whale watching. Uh constipation six flags and much more this week on the nikki laser podcast don't be out there and uh jackson hole oh i've been studying over the weeks xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a and e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's 
it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.